From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Please remember that we're not experts, we're just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and today I'm joined by Cold Brew Kombucha and Retro Denim Jacket. On this session, we'll be debuting our first mixtape. We don't have a specific topic, but we'll instead cover random subjects, get to know one another better, and hopefully break some guitars. Cold Brew Kombucha will be our MC for this evening, so take it away with the first topic. (laughs) Alright, so basically what I have done is I've gone into the game cupboard, and I've pulled out some games that we pretty much never play because they're weird but we were hoping that they might give us some interesting topics the first game i'm gonna pull from is game of phones and i'm just pulling a random card here find something pretentious (laughs) so i say let's look around the room and each try to find a more pretentious thing in the room we're sitting in and remember For the listeners, we're going to have to be as descriptive as possible. So this should get interesting. Oh, I'm going to win, though. Yeah, um, I'm unfortunately not in a very pretentious room. I think it depends on what we're going for as our definition of pretentious. But I do have a painting created by my mother of my older sister's baby foot that I'm staring at. (laughs) And yes, it's on the wall and framed. Nice. I'm really not sure how to feel about this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It kind of makes it sound like it's like a dismembered foot. It, it's it got my dad's hands tickling the baby foot or holding the baby foot. <laughs> we have to do a stories that follows this episode with photos of what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most pretentious thing in, in my room is because this is quite old. I don't know if it's Victorian times, but uh, it's definitely not from the, the near past. And it has like an old cooking stove that's built into the wall that's connected to like the chimney thing. So it's not functional anymore, but darn is it hipster to have a non-functional old cooking stove (laughs) in your bedroom. It is. I would also, because I know where you are, and I'm surprised you didn't grab one of the art books from up there. I don't see any art books. They're all on the shelf. I don't believe in art. I see. That's another episode. (laughs) Well, so I actually, because I'm sitting in the living room, yeah, behind the scenes secret for our listeners, we record from home. <laughs> Shocking that uh, we're recording <laughs> from home during a pandemic, you know? We literally just sit in our rooms yep. like losers. We don't have enough space to make a sound booth. Are you crazy? It's London. We don't even have a closet to sit in. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be... So what do you have that you're so confident about? Well, so I'm actually overwhelmed by the amount of pretension in this room. So I'm not really sure what to choose. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to go with the artwork as well in here. Specifically, a painting that I did on recycled cardboard with spray paint, which I then decided to mount and frame 
for funsies. <laughs> it did look cool, to be fair. I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah, it does look good. It does look like a, like a planned piece of art. It was a complete accident. <laughs> so story behind this is that for a party, Retro Denim Jacket and I were decorating some old cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were blank cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. We weren't ruining anything. And we were spray painting them. So I believe I was spray painting and you were glittering. Yes. And I was spray painting onto this old piece of cardboard so we didn't, you know, ruin the floor. And it came out looking really cool. So we kind of just ran with it and it's now hanging on the wall. And I would say that that's a pretty pretentious move. I also have a hand-sewn quilt on the wall that is hanging from a piece of reclaimed wood. Oh, always good. Always good. Is it driftwood? Um, no, it looks skinny, almost like bamboo, but bamboo oh. if it was treated because it's dark. Okay. But it's it's pretty pretentious looking. I will say that. Nice. Did you reclaim the driftwood from Poseidon? I try to every so often. I hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. He's just got so much wood. Oh, wow. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> when does it not? Drifting in the ocean. I don't know where your mind is. <laughs> I just don't want to be on the wrong end of his three-pronged trident. <laughs> oh, I feel like we should move on. Is that a debut album, Three-Pronged Trident? <laughs> Three-Pronged Trident? That might have to be. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit early in the episode for it to materialize, but you never know. It is, but at least it's not Poseidon's Wood, which would make a actually, very good, actually a good Poseidon, band name. Yeah. yeah, Poseidon's Driftwood. Is Poseidon copyright? <laughs> <laughs> It can't be. It's been in humanity for so long that someone can't have copyright. Isn't it something like after 50 years? I don't know copyright law, but I'm pretty sure he's old enough that he can't really have copyright anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the the Greeks have long lost their uh, trademark on that. But do you think he would copyright his wood? I would if I was him. It's one of the Greek gods, so I'm going to go with a heck yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm confused, though, because, you know, he's a Greek god, but then Disney gives him Little Mermaid. I don't know what to make of this he had seven daughters just in that one area yeah <laughs> what in the disney film mm-hmm. yeah how do you know he has seven so quickly like precisely the number of sisters it's the number of sisters i appreciate that but the fact that you knew immediately it was seven so quickly like it's the seven seas oh that makes sense deep cuts on disney so does that mean there's eight daughters because ariel's just not named after No, 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 because I think she's supposed to be like the Red Sea or something. Oh, okay. That checks. Which is landlocked. Or is that the Black Sea? Anyways, she's the the maiden of the sea that doesn't belong in the sea. She belongs on the ground. So if she is the eighth, that's why. But isn't the whole point showing that you should be happy where you are rather than try to... Because in the actual story, let's let's move away from Disney, you know, happy washing everything Mm -hmm. and talk about the real one. Oh, yeah. Bambi would like a word with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but she fails spoiler alert yeah she becomes seafoam mm-hmm. so the whole point is not to try to to be somewhere or something you're not supposed to be yeah and that drag queens always win they do that's that's just a very fair point I, you, you can't beat a drag queen rupaul's mermaid <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've watched most of it. I don't think there's a mermaid episode. But if I'm wrong, uh, listeners, please feel free to message us on Instagram or by email. Yeah. Because if there is one, I am definitely going to watch the bejesus out of that. So. And if there is not, and Paul is by any chance 
listening to this, please have a mermaid episode. Yes, please. Or a mer person. However you want to do it. Yeah. Ocean creatures of any sort, really. Um, just run with that. Like, I know there are some outfits they do that are, like... People have obviously done mermaids, but I don't think Mm -hmm. there's been a dedicated episode. Yeah, I think that would be a really good competition. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's going to have a different take. Yeah, that's one thing that that show does really well, is it shows you how much people think about a prompt differently. Mm -hmm. And it's in a very visual way, because they're creating outfits. It's not just someone sitting there and arguing. You're seeing creation and ideas come from people's heads that are very, can be visualized. Yeah. I also really like that it's it's got the the fashion element, mm-hmm. but then it takes it that step further with the performative element. Yeah. Because so much of the performance aspect is part of the outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Project Runway, but it is literally just putting something up and down the runway and it's done. Yeah. Versus the whole how it's worn, how it's used, how it plays into the performance. Heritage Avocado Toast, have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? No, but I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many sisters does Mulan have? None. none. She has none in the 1998 and one in the 2020 live action. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, she does have one in the new one. But I just kind of discount that one because there is a much better one out there, which, by the way, is available on YouTube. It is a subtitled film, but it is so fantastic and so much better than the live action Disney one. So if you haven't checked that out, I would 10 out of 10 recommend that. Wait, there's three Mulans? Mm -hmm. One of them isn't by Disney. Yeah, I was going to say, there's actually more than three. I mean, it's not a happy story. No. Once again, Disney, happy washing everything. Mm. Land Before Time would like a word with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think that's Disney, though. I, th- I think it, I'll check. All right. Thanks, get on research that research department. department. That one, this one won't take long. <laughs> Universal. But yeah, there is one that is available on YouTube and it worked with like the Chinese government and it's just a stunning film and it actually follows her years, decades of a career as a general which is super cool and Disney never talks about. Well, that was good. This segue kind of started with some some spray-painted artwork on the wall Mm -hmm. then segued into Poseidon's Driftwood. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure where we are now. Maybe we should pull another card. (laughs) Yep, I can do that. So, ooh, this one is going to be a... What game are we pulling from? This one is still Game of Phones. Or do you want me to pull from a different one? No, that's fine. I just want to make sure we're giving credit to the game for the question. Yep, so... Find weirdest real news story from today. So I've got one. (laughs) It's not actually from today, though. Okay. Apparently, some guy at MIT, I think it was, was trying to pull some article about how all hipster men tend to look alike, but there's differences. But Mm -hmm. they wear flannels and they're mustached. You know, they've got the the shoes and the, the pants. They all look the same. And apparently he mistook himself for someone else in a photograph and didn't recognize himself properly. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) wow this is like from march 2019 i only skimmed the article oh yeah i think i just came across that yeah the the general gist is man tries to talk about hipsters looking alike and doesn't realize man inadvertently (laughs) proves that hipsters look alike by mistaking photo as himself that's the one where was that from that is from npr thank you thank you npr i love npr i'm sorry you just put that stuff on on a long car ride it's good variety it's clever people talking sometimes it's a story being read sometimes it's news it's fantastic 
I don't love NPR. It doesn't keep my attention enough to keep me awake. It's good napping. Well, that's probably bad driving music for you then, yes. Really bad driving music. Great for nap time, though. It's practically one of those like sleep podcasts that are so popular right now. My grandmother had James Earl Jones reads the Bible. <gasps> that's amazing. You know what I had growing up, and I haven't been able to find it on CD or digital at all, was Christopher Plummer reading Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. I think I have heard of that. It was so good. And it did both books, too. It did Through the Looking Glass as well. And it was fantastic. I cannot count the number of times I listened through those cassettes. Can we just quickly appreciate James Earl Jones is still with us. He's 90. Yeah, he voiced Mufasa again in the quote-unquote live-action Lion King, Hmm. which is good because if they had had someone else do it, it would have shredded them to pieces. That man is a treasure. Yeah. So I just put in hipster news. Oh, dear goodness. And this one is not... Well, I, said, I put in hipster news today, but this is from 2017. So Google's having some issues with the concept of today. Mm-hmm. However, what hit me was the headline is hipsters have finally gone too far and ruined wine. So, of course, I click. Mm-hmm. And it's why hipsters are drinking wine out of tumblers. It starts off with how everyone understandably knows that wine should be served from a traditional wine glass. And we have addressed this Mm -hmm. in a previous podcast. But I want to know, why are we restricting people's way to to enjoy wine? Yeah. I mean, grandma puts ice in it. Yeah. And while that's not how I would take it, live your best life. If that's how you like it, that's how you like it. Well, advancedmixology.com has some words to say on the subject. Oh, dear goodness. All right. Actually, this is uh, from late May 2020, so we're getting closer. (laughs) Why we do not recommend the use of a tumbler to drink wine. Tumblers cancel out the aroma of wine. They're thick-lipped, which means you gulp it rather than sip it. It's faux pas, which I suppose is subjective, Mm -hmm. and it lowers the value, which I guess is also subjective. Okay, that's it. Four point plan. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the value of your bottle of wine is lowered once you've consumed it. (laughs) It doesn't matter how. Nobody's going to want that. The resale value has literally gone in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I think they mean it lowers the value as in making it appropriate for the food you serve at home i think as opposed to fancy things but we serve darn fancy things in our house thank you very much you don't always have to drink an expensive wine with every single meal no there are wines that are much lower in price that are very very good yeah also i don't know what kind of tumblers they're drinking out of but the good tumblers do not have a thick lip it's just as thick as a wine glass Listeners, we'll put up a picture of of one of the types of, like, we'll put up a couple, because I know we've got one here, Retro Denim Jacket has a type there. I think what they're confusing is the, like, n- nicer glasses or stemless wine glasses for, you know, a juice tumbler. But I will say this, I have even drank wine out of a mason jar. Oh, yeah, I did that two days ago. Yeah. And did not ruin the experience. If you're at a barbecue and you're not a beer drinker and you're having some wine, you're really going to be taking a stemmed wine glass out into the back garden and hanging around the grill? Well, and I mean, we talked about stemless and those are great too, but 
mason jars are thick. That is steady, and that's not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not blowing down. They're not getting knocked over. But I would like to say that this article, so I did get a little bit further in, and they're um, one of the you know, supper club owners that they're going after <laughs> said, we have no rules when it comes to what we serve our drinks in. And I think that that is the epitome of hipster drinkware. Mm -hmm. There is no rule. You don't have to let society dictate to you the only <laughs> thing you're allowed to drink out of because consumer culture has told us that you have to purchase this particular type of glass just to enjoy your favorite beverage. Mm -hmm. Live you. Also, you know, article writer, you've now ruined wine for me. So thanks for that. <laughs> Retro denim jacket now has to drink wine only out of stemmed glasses. Yeah, jeez. Be angry every time. <laughs> Rage wine. You're just an agent of chaos. Like the wine industry is very carefully, excuse me, the, the drinks industry is very carefully laid out the appropriate glass for every type. You want to drink some wine? Hey, there's a glass called a wine glass. You can't go wrong. What do you want to drink your tumbles out of? You got a tumbler. It's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I've really gone on a massive glassware rant. I shouldn't even look that one up. <laughs> it's okay. Well, let's branch away from the stemware. Read your denim jacket. Do you have any hipster news for us? Oh, I have not been looking up anything as my phone is at 1%. What have you been doing this entire time? I've literally just been chilling. We, we've been waxing on about stemware for 10 minutes. Yeah. She's just been listening to my rant. Yeah, I've been actively listening. Sorry. So you're saying that your own <laughs> podcast is so entertaining, it distracts <laughs> you from doing work for your own podcast. No, I'm just really lazy and my phone's dead. So Touché. You were in a pickle. Right. <laughs> really am and i love pickles but not this one well maybe maybe come back to us maybe we should pull another something then okay found a charger i'll start looking up things <laughs> i'll find you one and ping it to you and we can cheat like it's like Wait. it's middle school are you getting the research department to do your work no 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 i'm not she's got the budget we can do an inner office recharge <laughs> oh yeah there was that cancer scare about the sunscreens, but that was a couple days ago. That's not new. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oui. Yeah, listeners, um, check to see if your sunscreen's been recalled. Mm -hmm. Also, it should be noted that it's a batch number. It is not the sunscreen in total and every yeah. okay. jar of it. That's good, at least. Yeah, the headlines were very misleading. So please just check your batch number. And if it's one that's been recalled, go ahead and get that replaced by your store as as the instructions. Otherwise, keep using your sunscreen because skin cancer is a thing. Yep. Oh, Variety just wrote about BuzzFeed's Unsolved final two seasons. No. <laughs> it made Variety. Oh, such depressing news. Right? That's a shame. I'm so sad. Maybe they'll continue something similar on Watcher. I don't know how much they'll be able to keep of the property. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not to plug, you know, other podcasts, as I'm sure you'll be spending all of your time listening to ours. Oh, yeah. However, definitely, once you're done listening to ours, head over and listen to their Here's What You Do podcast, because that is hilarious. It's very, very funny. They do a very good job. 
We're not sponsored by Watcher, but we could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because they do the same thing on their bits and then another podcast does it back. No one has any money for sponsoring. <laughs> if they want to collab with a really small but hopefully growing uh, podcast. I think we could collab with them. I think we'd have a nice routine. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So, um, do we want to move on to another subject in the meantime? Sure. Do we want to stay with the same cards, or do we want to pull from something else? I say change it up. All right. Uh, let's, let's, I'm going to grab Origins. So, this is a game of, um, uh, what, what is it? Words, which I'm really good at right now. <laughs> We're all doing super well this podcast. <laughs> we are not even drunk. Okay. No, I'm sober as a church mouse. <laughs> <laughs> How sober is a church mouse? And which type of church? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends on where the mouse is hanging out. If it's hanging out in the back of the church, hitting up the wine, I don't think it's quite sober. See, I'm, I'm okay if the church mouse is a little worse for wear because it's probably not causing any damage. Maybe he stumbles into the pews or something in an odd fashion. But what you really don't want drunk is the organist because they're just going to pass out on the bass notes and you're just never you're never going to have your hearing back. Ooh. What if they just get more creative and suddenly you're playing jazz in church? I feel like this has possibilities. It does. I like it. Let's not discount it. No, let's run with this. <laughs> I hate church organs. They're too ominous. I I should say that I concur. All right. We got two cards. A or B? B. A. Wow, okay then. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, let's go with A. Yeah, listeners, that was not that was not choreographed or staged. No. <laughs> I can't even see his face, so it really wasn't staged. Yeah, we're having we're having some visual issues this episode. Do you want to do even odd to break it? I've chosen. Oh, okay. I have made an executive freaking decision. All right. Yeah, you should be MC in this. Yeah. Well, take control of this unruly mob. <laughs> So from origins, this is a guess the word. So the origin of this word is from a Latin word meaning, I believe. In the old days, you needed faith to lend someone money. The definition is buy now, pay later. Wait, 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 wait. I've just had a thought about this game, and I feel like Heritage Avocado Toast is at quite the advantage. Am I? Did, weren't your is it your parents that were Latin teachers or is that someone else I know? No, it's me. No, no, yeah, that that was his. That's his parents. Mm-hmm. I took Latin in high school as well. Had my mom as my teacher. Wasn't awkward at all. Oof. Actually, it wasn't. I mean, a lot of people would you'd think it would be, but I got through four years taking Latin and I never once had to call her um, Mrs. Surname, Mrs. Toast, or Mom or anything. I just put my hand up if I had a question and she'd call on me or come over. You know, it's very easy to. Like, well, think about how often did you actually call your teacher by their name? I mean, not that often unless you were behind them and you needed their attention. So back to the game that Heritage Avocado Toast is going to win. Anyone have a guess? Well, buy now, pay later sounds like loan or lay away or something. Do you want to know the Latin word it comes from? Probably won't help, but sure. Credo. Credit. Credit. Yep. So before offering that, you probably should have said this is going to a hundred percent give the, give it away. Yeah, yeah, I probably could have. I'm thinking of a four letter word. It starts with F O U and is a number <laughs> six. <laughs> and I said it in the clue. <laughs> well, here's an interesting one. All right, it's another guess the word mm-hmm. from the Latin for together and bread. In other words, someone you break bread with. Guest? No. 
Dinner companion? It's literally a compound derivative of the words in Latin for together and bread. Companion. These words are similar in Latin. Oh, yes, it is companion. Yeah. <laughs> I have never taken I was like, a Latin Hold up, class. I'm pretty sure. But you've, you've taken Spanish. Panera, Panera bread. Yes, and Italian and Japanese, but I don't think any of those really help. <laughs> Pan. The word for bread, pan, panera. Yeah. Oh, this is text. So my brain. the Latin word come and the. Hey now. Uh, and for together and panis for bread. Hey now. <laughs> I only took one year of Latin and like how many years of French? They say so. it's a dead language, but I really disagree because so many of the Romance language words come from it. Mm-hmm. Then that's how I got that clue. Equally, I could have taken another Romance language and known the word for bread that was the similar that would have worked. Latin's just the root. So neither here nor there, perhaps. The poem that Grandma taught us. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Latin is a language as dead as dead can be. First it killed the Romans and now it's killing me. <laughs> I mean, I've got a thought that will will be good for at least one of our regular listeners. Language is a living, breathing organism. Oh, I, I know exactly which listener is going to send you an angry message now. That's okay. I already got a mug from them. I'm set. <laughs> You can just cut off communication at this point. <laughs> Speaking of messages from listeners, I got a message from my father this well, morning U.S. time. And if anyone's ever curious about why myself and my brothers grew up to be hipsters, you just have to take a look at my parents and <laughs> my father's avocado toast with grilled shrimp and a poached egg. So he took the time to grill shrimp in the morning. It looks like, or maybe pan fried, like a sautéed with avocado toast and poached egg. And it's garnished as well. <laughs> The question is, will it Benedict? (laughs) Shameless plug. There's no hollandaise. Oh, that does look like there's bacon. It looks like shrimp bacon. And I'm going to ask his permission to steal this and put it up on our Instagram. You can also uh, make sure he gets the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. We have to give him a name. Dad. He also, well, he sent it with the question, is a margarita appropriate for breakfast while on vacation? Yes. That's what I said. It's pretty much juice. I think so, too. Yeah. His name could be Margaritas for Breakfast, then. Margaritas <laughs> for Breakfast. Could also be a debut album. <laughs> that sounds like something Jimmy Buffett would put out. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that one might... Might already exist. <laughs> I don't know. Research department. Does that one already exist? Oh, uh, my fingers are tired. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. We're asking you to do your job, and you're telling us you're tired okay as someone who already bowed out for part of the episode i'm gonna give it to him this time and here i am breaking my butt with all of these cards i i don't i don't see it i googled margaritas for breakfast album and i only get breakfast cocktail recipes best places to drink margaritas according to time out etc i'm not sure it is an album there you go well it is now <laughs> there's never a bad time for tequila <laughs> Well, after... <laughs> okay. Y- yeah. I-, I mean, once you've gone too far, you've gone too far, put away the good tequila, you're going to waste it. But if sober, there's never a bad time for tequila. Tequila is a way you start the night, not a decision you make later. Yeah. I'm not sure you should switch to the bad tequila, though. No. No. That just has... That just has hangover written all over it. Throw that out. Don't even even let there be the temptation, listeners. Just pitch the bad tequila. Pitch it. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, there are tequilas that are, like, not pure sipping tequilas that are good for margaritas, but if it has not the right... If there's no agave in your tequila, 
toss it. Not to call out certain brands, but if it doesn't actually have tequila written on the bottle, if it's tequila beverage or tequila adjacent, basically, don't do it. I have a very ew face on right now. Look, college is hard for everyone. It's okay. I accidentally bought wine product before in New York because I thought they were selling regular wine in CVS, which I do think they do sell regular, but the one I picked up was wine product. And it said wine on the front, but the ingredients said wine product, and it was so nasty. What is wine product? It's got some wine in it, one would hope. Or it's the runoff of wine? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking like the fruity type thing? It was really bad. Mm, it was okay. really bad. It was undrinkable. Well, I'm sorry. You, you, it's clearly scarred you. <laughs> it really did. Well, it makes me check <laughs> labels now, which I guess is a good thing. <laughs> Lesson learned. Oh, I was in Target the other day and this woman's cart was in the way and we were in the cosmetic aisle, of course. And <laughs> she was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, I completely understand. Once you've hit the ingredients list, there's no pulling you away. <laughs> yeah. I like that she needs a whole cart, though, for the cosmetic aisle. Um, It's Target. I'm pretty sure there wasn't, there was other stuff in there. It wasn't just cosmetics. If Sephora allowed carts. Ho, ho, ho. So dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> if Sephora allowed carts, I'd get a longer nap. <laughs> Well, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of beauty products, I've got a fun fact here. So this is from the other box of things that was floating about in our games cupboard. This is from the Ladybird Books for Grownups Tabletop Trivia Topic: The Wife. Women in ancient Rome used gladiator sweat to improve their beauty and complexion. Hmm. Is this a true-false question? No, it says it's a fact. Well, okay then. You know what? It kind of makes sense in a weird way. It's like the version of girls washing with Old Spice. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining in my head. Yeah, but Old Spice is not someone's sweat. I know, but what if you just want to smell like a man? I mean, unless there's something you know about Old Spice that I don't know. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my sweat. Look at your man. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of crazy things with makeup. To improve your beauty and complexion. I wonder where that came from. I don't know. That's a follow-up. I'm going to look into this one more because I want to know where the logic behind that is. Maybe it's something to do with being closer to your companion. But this is just gladiators. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, they're like the Tom Brady's of the Roman Empire. Please let us know, listeners, if you would put Tom Brady's sweat on you. I am very, very curious about what that would... I think I would. He's a pretty <laughs> handsome guy. This this particular... I mean, I know we said this is our, our mixtape, um, and it's just a grab bag of fun, but we've really taken this in a direction... <laughs> It was the fate of the cards. Oh, putting Tom Brady's sweat on you. Well, I do know that they used to like clean themselves with olive oil and then scraping it off. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe that was part of it? It's actually the oil bit. And you were just mixing in sweat? Yeah, but why specifically gladiators? I'm looking this one up. I don't know. It reminds me very much of how like jojoba oil has become such a popular thing because it mimics the sebum that your body excretes so it moisturizes more easily than some of the other carrier oils. Mm -hmm. Gladiators were, generally speaking, vegetarians, so maybe that has something to do with health benefits. 
healthy sweat. Wait, what? Yeah, they weren't getting the good stuff. They weren't getting the lobster buffets. They were mostly getting vegetables and grains. Kind of like modern day sumo wrestlers. They'll need a lot of meat. This, I'm really holding back from a dirty joke right now. <laughs> we're not running that kind of a podcast. No, we're not. But I did not know that gladiators were mostly vegetarian. It makes sense on the outset thinking about it, but it's a fact that I would not have put together. So, next card, next card. <laughs> moving back to Game of Phones for the next card. Your most useless app. Oh, shoot. This one's a tough one. I've got a lot of apps. I ran out of phone storage the other day, so I had to kill it. <laughs> I killed a lot of stuff that I no longer use. Do you know, honestly, some of the most useless things on my phone are the ones that either the manufacturer or the phone company make you put on your phone. Mm -hmm. Apple just did away with that like super recently, like maybe like a couple years ago, and it's been a godsend. There's still some that you can't take away, but oh, I haven't used this in forever, probably since like two phones ago. Shazam. Oh. I know. Isn't that built into Snapchat now? It is built into Snapchat now. You don't even need the app itself. Hmm. So it is obsolete. I have a Wi-Fi analyzer on my phone. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that. I have an app for Wizz Air, which is the Hungarian airline, which I've used to fly, but I haven't flown them in many years. So that's collecting dust. Oh, I remember Wizz Air. Mm. I think in terms of an app that I have that's meant to be useful, but doesn't quite hit the mark, it would probably be what three words. So the premise of this app, I think, is fantastic especially for emergency responses, because you don't need the GPS coordinate. You just say, I'm at dolphin cat chair, and they know exactly where you are, and they can come pick you up. The problem is, I don't know how accurate it is, because we can be in the same room, literally next to each other, yeah. and have completely different three words. We should be the same. It is strange. So when we, we got it when we were in Inverness... Mm -hmm. Not because we were doing that London thing of anything outside of London is the wilds. <laughs> it was really just because we saw an ad for it and we thought, oh, that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. So we, we put it both on our phones and it seemed to work okay up there. We get back to London where GPS is an issue and it can't decide where we are. Which I'm not surprised because Deliveroo, Uber Eats, they also can't seem to decide where we are. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly yelling at me like, you're not in your home location. Like, no, I am. I'm still on my couch. <laughs> and I know if you check in on Facebook or something like that, you can end up in a completely different part of the city. If you don't look at where it's trying to check you in, if you just say base it off of where you read my location. So, yeah, I agree with Heritage Avocado Toast that that is not the most useful app, at least for London. It should be, though. I want it to be. I think the concept is, is so great. And it would actually be useful in London, because if you're in an emergency situation and you don't see a street sign near you... Which is quite common, because they don't always label every street. Yeah. Yep. Well, and as a tourist coming from America, not to sound super kitschy, but making a leap from New York and having the sign poles on the edge of each street yep. versus having to find it on a building was a 
huge change for me. And you're never really sure, is it going to be up high? Is it going to be down low? Is it actually on this end of the street? If you're on a garden or a square, that changes the name of the road. Yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll change names for just a short block or two and then resume. Yep. So, I mean, it all works eventually, but I do like the New York system where you always kind of know numbers going this direction means I'm going one way or the other, and it's kind of easy and it's blocky. I think overall, even though it's easier to get lost, I prefer the more European, it's slowly evolved over time. So it's got a little character to it, Mm -hmm. but it does make things like getting around and saying, oh, I'm being mugged. Where are you? Um... Can I get back to you in 10 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Let me walk a couple streets over till I can find a sign. (laughs) Excuse me, could you just pause this for a moment while I I walk to the corner? Okay, thanks. (laughs) Hey, uh, while you're stealing my wallet, where are we? (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think it's ridiculous thinking of, sorry, stealing things? The having credit cards. <laughs> Debut on your album, f- thinking of stealing things. <laughs> <laughs> I like the comma in there, though. Thinking of comma stealing things. Um, <laughs> the credit cards on your phone, like in your phone case. I can't. Oh, oh, you mean like your physical credit cards, mm-hmm. not like a Google Pay or an Apple Pay? Nope. Like the physical credit cards in your case. Yeah, I find that weird. I don't have a phone case. I don't need one. Crazy. You're living on the edge. <laughs> My phone's like seven years old now. If it goes, it goes. That's fair. The phone I had before this, I dropped it down three flights of stairs and it was completely fine. Your experience may not be the same. Yeah. <laughs> Mine made it for uh, for a while and actually just about a month or two ago, I accidentally dropped it on the floor at work and it just hit exactly in the right spot in the corner mm. that it, it's got a small crack on the screen, but it's got a couple of cracks on the back now. The worst. Yeah. But anyways, I know several people that put their credit cards in their case on their phone and I just can't, I can't fathom that. How do you get them out? Uh, I have seen ones that are the wraparound case that cover the front, and that front flap has the... Mm -hmm. And it's got pockets, yep. Oh. And then I've also seen ones on the back that basically have one big pocket with a little, like, finger divot so that you can kind of dig your finger in and pull them out that way. But maybe it's because I lived in the city and I have had stuff stolen at bars, but it just makes more sense to me to have stuff in separate places. Like, my phone, my credit card, my keys. It's okay to have them in all different places in case, you know, this did actually happen. My coat got stolen at a bar once and it had my house keys in it, but I was fine because I had my cell phone and my credit card so I could call my roommate. Yeah. And they won't know what property the keys go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, thinking of that, a lot of people have Google or Apple Pay. Yeah. So that is essentially credit cards on your phone. Yeah. But don't you have to unlock the phone to be able to tap and use it? Yes, but not everyone keeps their phone locked. Mine, actually, on a nice note, requires my thumbprint either way. So I do like that. However, it's very stubborn and it's not one of those phones when I hold it up that it goes, hey, you're near a cashier. So then I have to hunt for it. And I feel like that butthead that's taking too long in the grocery line. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I just wanted to get a poll on that one. I always think it's strange because a lot of people have see-through cases and stick it in there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, you're holding your phone texting or whatever. Somebody could be stealing your your credit card number off the back. (laughs) New card. New card. 
Should we do another game of phones? A random wife fact? Or another word? Let's do another wife fact. Oh, I'm very worried that the wife fact is going to get us into trouble. I will not read out any that I deem as um, concerning. So this one, women have more taste buds than men. Honestly, that's not particularly shocking in the fact, like the color spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's actually... Uh, research department but i'm pretty sure that's genetic no i think it's pretty well known that that women see see more colors than men do on average i don't think i have to research that one so are you saying you lick colors you know what sometimes i like to lick colors (laughs) Mm. it's like skittles taste the rainbow (laughs) (laughs) that's what they meant (laughs) i'm surprised you, you should have less taste buds if you're just licking like random paint Retro denim jacket eats paint. Okay, the worst part about that statement is the fact that I was the very careful child who didn't like to finger paint. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do with the paint? Do to the paint? Oh my Sorry. goodness. <laughs> I forgot that finger paint is a thing. So I was like, you you what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's stuff like that, that until you have a small child running around all the time, you're trying to keep them busy, you forget things exist. And finger paint is one of them, and I still can't deal with it. It's just the dirty, tactile stuff just wigs me out. I don't like it either. I do, when painting, sometimes use my finger to do things. Yeah. What Go on. It gives you a different <laughs> texture... A different type of control. No, this is not helping. (laughs) Sometimes you need to tap something, you know, out a bit. Tap it out. Tap it out. (laughs) Anyways, back to taste buds. (laughs) It came along after I was older, because my brothers are younger than me. But I remember we had this in the bathroom. It was bubble bath finger paint. Yeah, that's the best. They make it in crayon form, too, now. Oh, like do Like, washable they? crayon. Yeah, so you can just, like, scribble. I think it was, like, Sesame Street-themed or something. Bath time Wait, is the best. Put, Where do, do you put go- the... <laughs> Sorry, to Jalicato test. It's okay. Do you put the finger paint bubble bath on the walls of the tub or in the tub with the water? You can paint on the walls. You can paint on yourself. I mean, it was soap. Mm-hmm. It was a colored, thick soap. So you finger paint. And then wash it off. Look, if our ancestors used this, I'm just saying we wouldn't have these cave paintings anymore. Well, I don't think they were bathing there. I think it's a very... Di- it's That's sort of like... No, that's like saying the difference between food coloring and acrylic paint is just which one you have on hand at the time. <laughs> Most caves are formed by water. That's all I'm saying. But not at the time of the cave painting. Is this really what you interrupted, Reginald? <laughs> No, I interrupted to ask where you put the paint because I didn't understand. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. (laughs) In a uh, not surprising turn of events, I have no idea what I was going to say. (laughs) Well, at one point I'd said back to taste buds and we didn't get there. Yeah, back to taste buds. But we have irrefutable evidence that retro denim jacket 
prefers to eat food with that too, but prefers to eat her food all separately. So presumably though, that is evidence that you have fewer taste buds because you have to focus on the specific foods. Whereas if you mix it all together, your plethora of taste buds would be able to pick out all of the the subtle notes and hints and you could enjoy a, a mushed up meal. It has nothing to do with mixed things like that. And by the way, shameless plug for past episodes, please check out Pretentious Food. And the burrito dichotomy. And any of our ones on taco bushes. Oh, I'd go for good taco bush right now. I know, me too. So, Mm. okay, it's not a taste thing. If I'm putting stuff together, like last night I had lettuce wraps, I can taste the fact that there's Korean beef, sticky rice, a shiso leaf, a regular lettuce. Oh, brag about it. Avocado. (laughs) I know. Sorry. I'm just really hungry right now. (laughs) This is really just turned into you talking about food. Yeah, because it's around dinner time. So it's not a taste thing. It's a texture thing. Yeah. I don't like what things touch. Certain mixes are fine. Like we went over the fact that I think a burrito is fine. And obviously I'm not just putting rice in a tortilla and calling it a day. But it's just like, you know, if you're putting your carrots and your peas together, you've got mushy peas and you've got harder carrots and it's just not an enjoyable chewing experience. So what you're saying is not the flavor combination, it's the textures. I have texture issues. Yeah, we know. (laughs) If this is about the fact that I need to exfoliate more, you could have said it in a nicer way. (laughs) This has been a really roundabout way of doing an intervention. I think on the whole, I'd probably agree with that. But it could just be that guys maybe hysteriotypically just don't pay as much attention to those kinds of things. So maybe we would taste the five spices, but we're okay with the first hit we got, potentially. And this is, you know, broad generalization stereotyping. So I found an article on NPR. Ah. Hey, my fave. Hey. Back to NPR. <laughs> Our second approved source, Wikipedia and NPR. And they were saying... Like, so it's, you know, maybe men just don't pay much attention, but actually, apparently, there was a study done at Yale. So this guy was saying that, like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. In his experience, I'm just going to keep going and block you out. <laughs> and it turns out that there was a study at Yale University mm-hmm. that identified that women do have more taste buds on their tongues, mm-hmm. and 35% of women are what is called genetic super tasters versus 15% of men. And so it isn't just men not paying attention to those things. It is an actual genetic thing. Well, I think I must be the super taster amongst the group because I'm the only one that appreciates white gravy. Oh, no. I don't think that has anything to do with your taste buds. It's also a previous podcast. Actually, did it make it? Did it make it? I don't remember if it made it. I don't remember if it made it. (laughs) Secret uh, fact about the podcast, not everything makes it. (laughs) That's very secret. (laughs) Oh, no. The curtain's been pulled back. (laughs) It's the wizard. (laughs) The show is not live. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd buy that just based on my own personal life experiences. I feel like there's been more females I've come in contact with that see colors better, taste better, hear better than, than men. My own life experience. Tongues in general are a, a weird thing. Oh my god, yes. The older I get and the more, you know, I learn about the world, the more I find out all of the strange things, the different genetic things you can have with tongues that are just weird. Tongues are weird, man. Why does, like, burns in your mouth heal so much faster than something on your body? Saliva? I guess. 
It sucks because, you know, you've ruined everything that you taste for the next 24 hours. However, it's going away faster than, you know, when I touched that hot pot and forgot to put an oven mitt on. It's possible that it's because it's in a uh, warm, and dare I say it, moist environment. Moist environment. Because <laughs> I used to work for a healthcare company. And one of the things like in the induction, you know, they talk about the company and they give some fun facts. So there's a couple things for wounds you're generally not supposed to do. And one is taking the band-aid off to let it air out and scatter over. You're not supposed to do that, generally speaking. The science says that most most wounds heal better when they are not exposed to air, and it's, it's warm and moist, and the body just kind of cracks on with it in that environment. Yeah. If that's the case, I would imagine maybe the mouth is an ideal locale. I mean, that makes sense. Like the, was it hydrocolloid bandages that also get used as pimple patches, but as a band-aid thing, work extremely well. Stuff heals so much faster on my body when I use those. Mm. Small segue. They also have to have this product for uh, pretend you're like in a motorcycle accident high speed on the the motorway so you've got some tearing and it's, it's open mm-hmm. they have a foam they can spray in the wound that just prevents it from getting infected until you can get to the hospital and then they can remove the foam and then get down to trying to help you get better i think that's really cool that's really cool i did not know such a thing existed back on the tongue burning too do you think because tongues are so sensitive that actually Part of the reason it heals so fast is because it's not nearly as bad a burn. Mm. It just feels bad. Yeah, that could definitely be true as well. Earlier today, a little bit of the spelt risotto landed on my hand, and I flicked it off and ran it underwater, and it hurt, but obviously not enough to have a proper burn or a blister. Do you think that's sort of the equivalent of what's happening on your tongue, but because your tongue is sensitive, it's like, oh, dear God, that's it. That's the end of my tongue. (laughs) I don't think my mouth has ever quite yelled at me that way and that adamantly, but... Oh, mine's dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here for my dramatic tongue. Should we do one more? Yeah, one more. So, the last card is, uh, find something hipster. Well, that's the three of us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Best close out then. What? (laughs) We're closing out with the uh, find something hipster in the room. And the most hipster thing in these rooms are ourselves. It's true. And I don't think we can do any better than that, so... I concur. I think that's the end of this mixtape. Yeah. All right. Listeners, if you like what you're hearing, remember to give us a rating. Make sure to follow us. See us over on the blog, hipsteratthome.co.uk. And we look forward to speaking with you soon. Bye. Bye. Stop button. <laughs> what?